Hello, welcome back to another episode of Community Q&A. Today our question comes from a dear friend who I love so much, and she asks, what is the fastest way to heal CPTSD? The first thing that we have to understand is that complex PTSD is just that. It's complex. It's made up of many layers of smaller and larger traumas that took place over time. Many people develop CPTSD from growing up in dysfunctional or abusive families, from being in toxic relationships, religions, even growing up neurodivergent. I want to acknowledge, as someone who has complex PTSD myself, I know the longing that is wrapped up in this question. How can I get out of this as fast as possible? There can be this desperation to be free, a longing for a normal life where we can regulate ourselves well, trust others easily, and feel more balanced, safe, grounded, and free, where we don't have to put so much energy into trying to heal. We can just live our lives. However, because CPTSD was born from many layers of subtle trauma, it inherently takes time. Truly, any healing is going to take time, but CPTSD is no different. Now, keep in mind that I am not a clinical mental health professional. Even though I work in the world of mental health, I do so from a holistic mind-body point of view. So this isn't medical advice. Here's what I believe would be incredibly helpful for anyone working through complex PTSD. Number one, get a good therapist who really gets you. Take your time. Try out multiple therapists until you've found that one that you feel so safe with. Therapy is really important for people who suffer from complex PTSD because we need a way to talk through, unwind, and make sense of some of the confusing experiences we've had. Oftentimes we walk around with these very skewed ideas of the type of treatment we believe is okay, right? We were told that's okay to receive from others. And sometimes we really need a neutral third party who can say, you know that what your mom did was abusive, right? Or, you know, that's not a normal way to grow up, right? (laughs) And those revelations can be freeing and validating, also pretty shocking at times. Complex PTSD requires a multi-pronged approach and having an awesome therapist on your side who can help guide your journey can be invaluable. Number two. Somatic work is where the most expeditious, gentle, simple yet profound healing can occur. Whether you work with a somatic therapist, a trauma resolution practitioner, or another somatic professional, this is what traditional mental health care is missing by and large. When we do somatic healing work, we don't have to retell our story for the millionth time. We don't have to go digging around in the dark not knowing what scary things we might encounter. Instead, We use the communication that is coming from your body in any given moment, sensations, emotions, images, and so on, as your guidepost. You start there, follow the trail, and what often occurs is this really simple realization about where that pain or rupture originated from. The belief you created in the moment, the things your nervous system did to keep you safe, 
it is essentially releasing trauma from your body at the root in this beautiful, kind, gentle way. When you go in and through the body, that allows for complete, often instantaneous healing. You can go to the link in the episode description to learn more about somatic experiencing and find a directory of professionals to choose from. Number three, I would have a regular expression practice. That can include singing in the shower every day, some sort of dance, yoga, or mindful movement. When we can express consistently, we're also releasing consistently. And the things that happen when we are expressing ourselves creatively, especially with our body, it's kind of like being our own somatic therapist, in a way. We're able to move things through without them even having to come to the level of cognition they just release, which is one of the reasons why dance, yoga, art, and singing can be so healing. So having a regular practice that involves some form of creative expression is so important. Number four, I would be doing something every day to activate my vagus nerve. So that would be singing, chanting, toning, um, swaying movements, like being in a hammock or swinging on a swing, rhythmic walking, You can Google things that activate the vagus nerve and you'll find a ton of different options and ideas, but swaying rhythmic movements and using our voice can be some of the simplest. Number five, I would be taking adaptogens and nervines. So these are different types of herbs and supplements. Adaptogens are these incredibly intelligent natural substances that your body takes and does whatever it needs to with them. They can repair cellular damage. They can improve your mitochondrial health. They can repair damage of the dendrites on your nerves. They can do so many incredible things. And then nervines specifically are herbs that support the nervous system. Really good for stress relief, healing, things like that. Some nervines and adaptogens would be ashwagandha, medicinal mushrooms like chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, skullcap, St. John's wort. There's so many of them to choose from. So you can go to an herbalist or look up an apothecary or an herbal shop on Etsy that you trust. Ask for a tincture or a tea blend that supports stress relief, the nervous system, and the brain. Number six. I would be spending plenty of time in nature with bare feet, drinking good water. I would be taking fulvic minerals, shilaji, supporting my body and electrical system the best I possibly could. That's going to decrease inflammation. It's going to ground you. And, you know, it gets us out of the weird novelty of modern indoor life that our bodies aren't actually designed for. So to put ourselves a little more into our natural environment. That's where our bodies and our nervous systems are designed to be. So it is innately healing to be outside. Number seven, I would be looking for an aligned community. Whether that is through a yoga studio, a women's circle, a hiking group, whatever it may be, community is a vital component of healing. And a lot of us throw it away because we don't have community or we found that it's just easier to be alone. Maybe our trauma has left us feeling very untrusting, and that's valid. I also wanna say that solitude can be a really important aspect of the healing journey. But remember this, we are traumatized in connection with others, and we heal in connection with others. We can only go so far on our own before we have to summon our courage and step back into the circle 
and what we often find is quite soothing, relieving, and surprising. Number eight, I would consider, if you feel called to it and it's something that draws you, doing a trial run of a microdosing protocol. We can microdose with psilocybin, LSD, ayahuasca. The research that is coming out on psychedelics for healing PTSD is incredible. And if you feel drawn to something more than microdosing, you might be interested in researching ketamine clinics and similar experiences. I personally don't recommend large dose experiences. I think it's something that if you feel drawn to it, like, like you'll know if it's right for you. So of course, trust your intuition, but I would at least research and consider a microdosing protocol that can make a huge difference on your mental health and how regulated you're able to be in a pretty short amount of time. Number nine, this is the final one. I would be working on my relationship with me. How do I view myself? How do I talk to myself when I'm having a hard time? How do I talk to my body? Can I give myself grace and patience and compassion? Can I remember that my traumas were not my fault? That I'm doing my best and my best is good enough? And if not, I rewrite my beliefs about myself over and over again until they stick. Remember that we all have trauma of some sort and there are no perfect people. You are lovable just as you are. Your experiences have shaped you in ways that are challenging and in ways that are wonderful, powerful, and profound. And anytime you're feeling that desperate feeling of, I just want to get the fuck out of this, you turn on Trevor Hall and you listen to You Can't Rush Your Healing and you let Trevor remind you of the truth. (laughs) Remember that you can do this. You are doing this every day. And even though it may not feel like it, you are doing a wonderful job. Keep going. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me. If this impacted you in some way, share this episode or send it to someone you thought about while listening. I would love to connect with you on social media. And if you'd like to connect more intimately, you can join me in the Higher Self Sanctuary, a virtual village where I lead meditations, workshops, community gatherings, in-person retreats, and more. To check out the sanctuary, you can go to www.higherself.earth. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can book a session at karinadavy.com. You'll also find information there about courses, intuitive readings, and other offerings. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review so that we can reach more of the people who are looking for this space. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a beautiful day.